as entrepreneurs, we all have to be leaders. Well, I don't know about you, I didn't sign up for leadership or management. I signed up to do, deliver a great service to clients and all of a sudden the business took off. Tremendous responsibility. Many of us entrepreneurs are kind of accidental or reluctant CEOs. Well, this is something we're gonna cure today. We're gonna share with you a, a remarkable individual that I met at Mastermind Talks, uh, Jason Gennard, a good mutual friend. And he recommended strongly that I bring this remarkable entrepreneur on. And, and what I love about him is not only his passion, but he, he's got a, he's always been an entrepreneur since the age of nine, always been an athlete. And you're gonna see, you know, whether it was in the military service in the Marines, uh, whether it was when he ended in Japan and was there for 10 years and uh, studying Aikido and is a fifth degree black belt. Uh, he has a passion for the East. He's bringing that thought process from the East to the West, all the entrepreneurship. And he's gonna share with us the lessons he's learned on the journey as a serial entrepreneur so that you can provide the leadership to inspire your team, to inspire your clients, to make a huge difference. Stay tuned, you don't wanna miss this. I'm John Bone, we're at AESNation.com, all about accelerating your success. Ordinary success. No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep, think bold, drive hard, watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com. I am so excited to have you here. Thank Thanks, you for John. joining us. Great to us. be here. Thanks for having well, me. Well, you know, it's, it's really a pleasure. I mean, it, you know, technology is amazing that we can just uh, jump together like this over Skype and, you know, have full-blown production. Because I, you know, we, we met just really quickly at Jason's event. Uh, yep. It was a phenomenal event in Napa Valley. It was a great place to, to really get inspired. And Jason told me some of the work that you were doing. And, you know, why I, I think one of the things I liked that his promotion was, uh, you know, it was by invitation only, and it was actually harder. To, he had over 4,000-some uh, applications to get in to write a check. I think it was six grand for to him. Uh, and uh, yeah, only 130 or so uh, actually were accepted. So it was harder to get into Harvard. So everybody was there. It was really vetted. It was a phenomenal crowd. And, you know, we got to meet. And I, I was so impressed uh, just, you know, in the journey that you've had and as we've gotten to know you a little bit more, I wanted to make sure, you know, our AS Nation, our fellow successful entrepreneurs could to really take some of the leadership, some of the thought training that you've had. And particularly, I've, I have done a little consulting in Japan. Okay, and, yeah. And uh, it is a different world, <laughs> East meeting West. So there was a lot that I had to learn along the way. Uh, but before we get there, you know, give sure. me a little bit of background. So, you know, everybody knows where you're coming from, Michael. Right. Sure, sure. So I, um, I grew up in Erie, Pennsylvania, and always been an athlete, always in, in love with the martial arts, always in love with Asia. And my passion for the martial arts and being a high achiever in sports took me into the Marine Corps. And uh, from the Marine Corps, that was my entryway into Japan, John. And after graduating from college, I stayed in Japan for uh, about a decade. 
and I was working as a um, as a consultant there, pretty much just to feed my addiction to the martial arts, setting up uh, uh, Japan or non-Japanese companies in Japan, and we set up some great companies. Gallo Wine. We set. Speaking of Napa, we set up Gallo in the in the mid '90s. We made a ton of money on a huge wine boom there. But um, I basically did that to feed my addiction to the martial arts and. Um, came back to the States and uh, set up a very successful business uh, with the martial arts and have now segued that into this thought leadership business where I am uh, teaching people uh, how to apply the, the principles of the Japanese martial art of Aikido into their business and personal life, primarily around achieving clarity, decisiveness, and ultimately leading to success. No, that's, that's great. And I mean, it's one of the things uh, that you know, I mentioned earlier on, so many entrepreneurs I know, and, and really myself too, didn't sign up to you know, have large businesses and I've had up to 400 employees and you got to provide a little leadership. And, you know, if we want to make this, as Steve Jobs says, a den in the universe, sure. you know, we've got to inspire people to action. And, and there are so many lessons. And I love the, the thoughtfulness of the East. And yeah. it, it, it did take me a while. I was over there uh, just before the internet bubble burst. Uh, it was a $200 yep. million dollar startup. So I'm over there uh, consulting, building out, training, giving speeches all over Japan on financial services, the area that I work in, and and uh, traveling with four translators. It was, it was kind of a, you know, it was a time when money wasn't as big an object. Although uh, we were able to get almost all the money back for investors too, so it was yeah. it was a great experience. Given that the bubble did burst while we were building this company, that's right. And, and uh, but you know, it's uh, all this leadership. I mean, one of the things that you know, you have been, uh, you know, strong in everything you've done. I mean, you, you know, uh, you've been a, a, a top athlete, you know, being in the Marines. I mean, clearly I was in the Navy. So, I, you know, I know <laughs> I, I, I guess we were in the same forces, but, yeah, there is a difference and, yeah. uh, along the way. And uh, I remember the Marine pilots that I was trading with, they had to be in for like 15 months and I had to be in for three months before we got to set into anything interesting. So there was a whole different uh, layout there. But, you know, one of the lessons learned that you shared with me is, you know, being strong can make you weak. And you yeah. know, tell me what that means. Yeah. So it's interesting, John. One of the best things I did in my establishing my first company was to fire myself from my company. And what led to that was uh, when we talk about being strong can make you weak in teaching and practicing the, the martial art of Aikido, I've seen big, strong practitioners learn to muscle their way through a technique until they run into a bigger person that's strong, stronger than them. Whereas a, a smaller person has to learn to execute properly, to use their surroundings, people, systems, environment. And likewise, I was one of my biggest strengths is my indomitable work ethic. And that indomitable work ethic soon became my biggest weakness when, in starting a business, um, I had to do the work. I was the best at sales and marketing. I need to hire and fire. I was quickly overwhelmed by a multitude of distractions. As a matter of fact, on average, John, how many times a day do you think we look at these, the cell phones, on average? Well, I, you know, I'm not sure I want to bring mine in you know, for yes. the average. On, but <laughs> on average, 110 times, but yeah. high users will look at this, this little thing 900 to 1,000 times a day, always being distracted. 60% um, of us, John, with smartphones are connected to work 13 and a half hours per day. I'm sure many in your audience, because I did, wake up 
in bed and start emailing and go to, and go to bed at night with it. They're constantly connected. And um, it wasn't until age 42 that I took my first vacation. I'd never taken a two-week vacation in my life. 44% of professionals that do go on vacation will check their work email every day. One in 10 will check it every single hour on vacation. We're, we're constantly addicted to these distractions, which lead, especially to high performers, to crashing and burning. So I realized right away my biggest strength, my indomitable work ethic, had become a huge distracting weakness and I had to do something about it and that's really tough as high achievers as business owners as entrepreneurs for us to be able to step back and do something about it well it's you know Michael it's, this is so interesting I know none of our listeners or uh, uh, viewers uh, the video podcast would ever you know they've never <laughs> they can't relate to this stuff you know and sure. I'm joking obviously you know this is something uh, so often you know we we work so hard on our business, particularly when we're young, when we can. We, we, we just <laughs> keep diving at, diving at it, and you know the idea is we're gonna, we're just basically we're willing to trade our health for money. Um, yeah. And then you know in our youth, and then as we get old, it's kind of like okay, we need all that money to try to buy back our our youth and health, and we can't. And this right. is. And I saw it in my, you know, really, I started changing probably in the late 30s. Okay. It started coming to me, and I made a commitment, and I do every year to take six weeks off minimum. Fabulous, fabulous. And it used to be you'd I'd go take like three weeks in Africa because you would you couldn't get contacted. Well, Beautiful. Well, in today's world, though, you yeah, pretty much. It, I did a two-week trip down the Grand Canyon, and uh, uh -huh. we had satellite phones, so you can <laughs> you can pretty in today's world, you pretty much can be connected if you want to. And you know, turning it off is is really hard to do. But to to recharge, and you know, it, we need to be. One of the things that I find in myself, and I know you do too, is that by stepping away from this, you know, and and that strength that, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, a hard charger, you've, you, you've really been, you know, you, you've been making things happen. You're pretty talented at a lot of things. And because you're talented at a lot of things, you know, and you got high energy, you, you tend to overdo. And boy, what happens is not only you kill yourself, oh. but you kill the value of your business because, Absolutely. you know, creating those processes, those systems, having the great team around you that actually, you know, does better. I mean, my- Absolutely. You know, this is, you know, and this kind of goes to the second lesson that you talk about is that, you know, we always have a choice. And yes. What are you stating there? So um, many times, John, we think we don't have a choice. So, you know, I've got to make not the best decision. In other words, I'm going to use willpower, grit. And willpower, grit, all that's important, right? But it's not going to get you to the breakthrough results that I want, you want, that your listeners want. So um, realize that we always have a choice. Now, that was drilled home deeply for me. Um, as I shared with you, I'm a two-time cancer survivor. Uh, I had never been sick a day in my life before I was diagnosed with testicular cancer in my early 30s. And that's a little embarrassing. You know, the, you know, the good news is... Redundancy, you know, um, my right testicle was removed uh, and there was no spread. It was very easy, very simple. Uh, I had a clean diagnosis, no 
chemotherapy or radiation. It looked like we caught it early. Everything was good. And woohoo, I beat it. You know, I've got everything going. And a few months later, as I continue to get checkups and follow up, you know, you get that bone chilling message. And my oncologist simply walked in and gave it to me right between the eyes, which is how you want it. Hey, Michael, the cancer spread to your lungs. We got to start chemotherapy. So at that point, all the jokes stopped, uh, John. And, um, when the cancer's in your lungs, I basically had a couple uh, months to live, and we had to start a very aggressive form of chemotherapy. And I'm sure you um, you shared with me your experience um, with cancer, and I'm sure all of your listeners know somebody in their family, friends, or themselves that have dealt with cancer. And with my particular type, I had to do chemotherapy every day, Monday through Friday, from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., six hours every day. I mean, I spent that's, that time curled up in the fetal position recovering. And um, the last step in my treatment was uh, surgery to remove the dead tumors in my, in my left lung. So I had half of my left lung removed. And um, I'm happy to say, you know, after uh, a few years of recovery uh, with one and a half lungs, I ran my first marathon. Of course, I had to do the Marine Corps marathon, John. But uh, I ran the marathon on one and a half lungs. And, you know, many times we might think we don't have a choice. But you absolutely have a choice. Facing cancer, yeah, your choice is to live. And, you know, another time that, that brought home that there's always a way to do things was when I was in the Marine Corps. I remember, John, the first time I held a live hand grenade and I forgot what to do. You know, I couldn't remember if it was thumb clip, pull pin or pull pin, thumb clip, but I'm holding the live hand grenade. And somehow I managed to rip the pin out and it's go time. And I've got three options. Um, I can make a great decision and throw it. Um, I could make a horrible decision, right? Be overwhelmed that drill instructor screaming at me. Um, my ego can get in the way. Like I want to look good in front of my Marine buddies, but, and maybe I drop it and kill it myself or whatever. And the third option is maybe the scariest, right? That you neither throw it nor drop it, but you choose to do nothing and you, and you hold that grenade for the rest of your life. And, and I realized, right, business decisions, decisions in business and life are the exact same thing as that hand grenade. You can either choose to hold it, drop it, or throw it. And many times we don't realize that. We don't realize that we have a choice. And there are certain things we can do to always see the empowering choice. Well, sometimes we're blocked. Our fear, our ego get in the way. Our obsessiveness with either winning or succeeding get in the way of showing us that we do have a choice and to choose the empowering one. And, and you know, my battle with cancer and has, has really brought that home uh, for me. Very happy to hear that you won the battle and have, you know, I mean, to run the marathon too on uh, one and a half lungs. I don't know anybody else has done that. Uh, and man, I did end up throwing the hand grenade. I got rid of it. Nobody got hurt. And let me tell you what. Well, I, I was going to say, I was going to come back to that, but I was assuming you did let it go here. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> And I don't know, you know, for many folks, if your listeners have, have thrown live hand grenades, I don't recommend it, but it is, it is a blast. No pun intended. Yeah, no, no, no. I, they didn't let us do that as pilots. I don't know. We get to drop other things, but we didn't get to hold on to them here. But, yeah. you know, the, 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 the par part that, I mean, this is so important. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. we have to make a decision. And, and it's so easy. And this, this really ties into your first lesson about being strong. I mean, one of the, yeah. you know, as entrepreneurs, we have to have strong egos. We can't be egocentric and right. uh, and it's so easy to be charging and thinking you're the smartest one in the room and sure. always making the decisions and then you know all of a sudden you know you're not your your health isn't there your your energy the whole thing mm. and we stop and and one of the things you know i've found uh you know really making you know you you gave it you can make 
you know, that decision to go ahead and do the right thing, okay, which is throw the damn thing pretty far away uh, and duck and cover. And then, uh, you know, or, you know, the bad decision is to uh, just toss it down, let it go, and, uh, you know, the no decision, hanging on to it. Uh, you know, man, and yeah. we do it all the time, John. You know, sometimes, you know, I know as entrepreneurs, we think, ah, oh, I'm good at making decisions, maybe not the best decision, or sometimes maybe it's a personal thing, right? Um, you just want to put that off, put that off. And those windows of opportunities open, as you know, but nowadays they close quicker. And if we can't, if we don't have the clarity, right, to make that right decision at the right time, man, we are just... Well, and I, what I, I like, and I use the term, you know, we're all familiar with ready, aim, fire. I'm a big believer in non-critical, and I'm going to call grenade throwing critical, but non-critical business decisions, you know, they should be ready, fire, and then get the market feedback and aim. And it's, you know, in today's world, it's so easy to pilot so many things and just take action. And my experience has been that those individuals who take with their team now, and that's yeah. a big distinction, massive deliberate action in a focused direction, they have huge success. It may not have it immediately, but they have it. Yeah, I know it's that relevant action, right? Like how many times have we known what we need to do, and then the action we get into doesn't support our goal. You know, we're researching something online instead of, like you said, firing. Get into that relevant action and then tailor it from there, too. Well, let's go to lesson three. I mean, sure. um, true victory, mm, 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 you know, mm. by harmony. Uh, this is sounding a little easy. I, sure. I live in Silicon Valley. I'm in California. You're on the East Coast. But, uh, you're sounding fuzzy. We both grew up in... Uh, uh, you know, in the Northeast, I, I actually went to school in uh, upstate New York and uh, Buffalo. Oh, and so we were pretty close to each other there. Sure. So similar backgrounds. Um, that harmony stuff, I mean, as entrepreneurs, yeah. we want to win pretty Absolutely. much at all costs. I mean, Silicon sure. Valley, you know, they, they eat. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I could use all kinds of terms here, but it's not nice if you're venture funded. Sure, type. sure. Yeah. Um, how I like to explain, John, is right, is um, true victory is achieved by harmony. Now, in Aikido, we're taught to not only protect ourselves, right, if someone is attacking me, but we're also taught to protect our opponent, you know, and that is a very countercultural, very non-intuitive way of looking at things. Now, how does that translate into the business world? Well, you and I both know the business world is littered with cautionary tales of win at all costs, from WorldCom to Enron to Bernie Ebers and everything like that. What I'm talking about here is that single-minded focus on win-win-win where you miss the broader picture. And what Aikido teaches is to expand your view to where you can actually see what your opponent is seeing. Because And it's a lesson that business people try to learn unsuccessfully for a lifetime. Because if you can see through your opponent's eyes, John, or your competition's eyes, then you can clearly see. You can be 10 steps ahead of them. You don't let your ego, your single-minded ego of win, 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 or another way of saying that is a fear of losing. Your fear and ego get in the way of ultimately succeeding. So yes, I'm not saying that we... Um, become passive and let somebody take advantage of us or that we don't compete. Heck, as a Marine, as a marathon runner with one and a half lungs, you know, uh, there was no way I could gut through that. I had to achieve it through harmony. So I'm, I'm just challenging listeners to see it from a different route, that we get so single-minded focused on this, we miss the bigger picture in front of us. And if you can see through your competitor's eyes, if you can see through your VC's eyes, imagine 
all the freedom you have to move at your pace to achieve your goals and be successful beyond your dream. No, and I, I really like this. It reminds me of some advice uh, Stephen Covey did in his Seven Habits of Highly Effective uh, uh, People. And uh, I forgot what number it was, but seek to understand first mm. and then be understood. And, you know, and, and I think of another book, uh, I think it's called uh, Give and Take or Giver and Takers, Adam Grant. Uh, fairly new book, and you know it's you know, we're we're so many of us are so driven to win at all costs. Where we we don't want to consider the other people, whether it's the competitors, whether you know we have a vendor relationship, and somebody's buying our services, whether it's a strategic partnership, family, yeah, family, too. yeah. You know, there's so many interactions that we all have in relationships, and relationships. You know, we get all caught up in videos and podcasts and emails and all these other things. Yeah. We, you know, it's all, you know, really it's relationship. Business, you know, if you look, you know, we got the Pareto Principle, 80-20. You know, for most businesses, it's kind of like 5% drives 90% of the profitability. <laughs> That's right. And, and so, you know, this win at all costs, if we're in this, um, one of the things, Michael, I'm a big believer in, you know, the human longevity, what's going on in today's world, that we're going to be living longer. Absolutely. We take great care of ourselves, technology, and so on. And, you know, your competitors, <laughs> all those people around you, they're going to be around. They're going to remember these lessons. And if we start taking this, you know, in my mind, the 25, you know, I think you shared with me, you're 46, I'm 59. Yeah. I've, I've got, you know, 25 years in my mind, and I'm going to continue doing business. And when you start looking at it like that, winning at all costs is not a very good thing with a 25-year yeah. uh, you know, journey that we're all on together. Right, right. Yeah, I agree 100%, John. Absolutely. Well, and so, you know, I look at this, and I, you know, we're, as we're kind of thinking through these, this process, of mm -hmm. what I, I've found, um, you know, so how do we, you know, let me dive a little deeper in this one, too, Michael, because what happens, I've been there, you know, I mm -hmm. mean, your back's mm -hmm. up against the wall. Yep. Uh, you've got the, uh, and I've been, I can remember the 2008, 2009, uh, one of my main businesses, I've got a few businesses, but it's coaching top financial advisors, there's a little financial downturn in 2008, 2009. Uh, one of the companies kind of forgot to pay me, owed, you know, uh, a little, a seven figure number. I, I don't even want to remember the exact sure, number. Sure. You know, one comp client, uh, no longer exists type thing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's really, you know, you get in these survival modes. And, yeah. and um, fortunately, I had done well in other businesses, so I have capital. So that, that wasn't the issue. If I had been a new business, I, I quite honestly, I probably would have failed. Um, but, you know, the, or not well-funded, but the, you know, and there were so many that did. What do you do when your back's up against the wall? Sure. I mean, we, we've all been there. And, you know, some of us are going to be there. You know, nobody gets out of life unscarred. You shared some of your scars. Everybody goes through life yeah. scarred. We are going to be up against the wall, um, you know, with clients, with friends, with family, all kinds. H how do we deal with that? Sure. The first step, John, is um, what I call living from healthy priorities. Now, uh, your back's up against the wall for a reason. You know, and I know mine was up against the wall for a reason, too. You know, um, if I ask you or any of the entrepreneurs out there now where they're prioritizing, for example, um, I wasn't married at the time, but your spouse or your family or your business or your friends or yourself, I know 
when my back has been up against the wall, my priorities have been out of alignment. For me, and like for most of your audience, my vocation, my business was always number one. Uh, then it was typically family, friends, football, sports center, uh, and Michael Veltri was way down on the list. So to prevent even getting your back against the wall, John, I'm, I'm telling you, we've we got to live our lives from healthy priorities, and that's putting ourselves responsibly first, taking care of ourselves. You know, I know I suffered wildly because I put my business before anything. And many people will say, oh, you know, my kids come before anything. Well, I challenge you, if we're taking responsible self-care, putting ourselves first, and then from there, you'll have more time to spend on the business with your family and things like that. So for me, when the back is against the wall, the first thing we have to look at is prioritizing properly. And in, in my opinion, that's self. And if you're married, next one is your spouse. Because you and I both know if the missus or Mr. whoever is out of alignment and you're trying to pitch to raise funds or get the client and you spend all night fighting, if that's not a harmonious relationship, it's not going to work. Self, spouse, vocation, family. If we live from that healthy priority, then we're not getting our back up against the wall. When the back does come up against the wall from that healthy priority, then we're able to handle it in a much better way. And I can go into more details, but I don't want to make sure I, I don't take up too much time. No, it, this is really good. And, you know, I think of, you know, the analogy I was thinking of taking care of yourself is, you know, you're on the plane, you're a passenger on the plane, and, you know, and you're, you have a young child with you. And, you know, they tell you not to put the oxygen mask on the child. You put it on yourself because you're no good if you're Brilliant, you're man. Down. Yes, 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 yeah, yes, yes. And, and, and I see this over and over again. And, it, and, it, and I'm going to go just a little deeper here because it's not only your health, but it's also your finances. Not only the business, but your personal because you yes. owe it to, you know, I, I'll tell you, you know, when I've gotten out of alignment, I've got a great wife who we're just about ready to celebrate 35 years of being married and so on. And, uh, uh, there were a couple of times where I'm not sure she was sure she made the right decision <laughs> along the way. And, you know, and, and it was when I got out of alignment and, mm, yeah. uh, and many times she was one of the, you know, guiding, uh, really posts to, to put me back in alignment. And this is, you know, look to, you know, the, the great support people around you to, when you're getting out of whack, trust their judgment a bit yeah. too. Yeah. And that is, if I do want to add one thing onto that, John, you know, when we talk about responsible self-care, uh, there's tons of area, you know, there's financial, there's uh, physical, so on and so forth. One thing I'd like to bring to your audience is what I call the environmental well-being. You know, if you don't like, like, it looks like you got a beautiful office there, right? Like, you know, if you're not in a beautiful office that sources you your creativity, you got to change. If you don't have the right people around you, um, you've got to do something about it. And I also want to introduce the concept of what's called the third place. You know, we spend most of our time at home or at work, and then there's the third place where we spend the best part of them. Some people don't have a third place. For other people, it's the gym or the martial arts hall or church activity or volunteering. So I would challenge your audience too. Another way to get your back off the, up from the wall is that third place is what charges you, recharges you, allows you to learn a new skill, meet new people, meet new friends, develop your support structures to get when your back is against the wall. You can tap into, for example, a rich masterminds community. Um, and that is a, a third place to develop too. So I would say developing your third place or even knowing that you can create a third place is a huge benefit for anybody, no matter where, where they are in their entrepreneurial life. Yeah. And, I, and I'm going to uh, you know, echo what you just said, uh, Michael. I, I I, when I've had some of the plushest offices in the world, the high rise, and uh, I hated it. <laughs> uh, and, and it wasn't because the 
uh, furnishings weren't nice and all that stuff. It was the environment, you know, politically, sure. mentally, spiritually, the whole thing. And it's so important for us. If you, you really think about, you know, we're on this long journey and almost everybody that's uh, listening or watching this podcast, you know, we have 25 years and we're going to be going out and making it our den in the universe. Yeah. We're going to be making a difference. And if we're going to do that, create the environment. And, and I do like, I haven't heard that before the third place. And I think that's a really important one to have. And for all your listeners, John, that are saying, wait a minute, my, my third place, I, I sleep and work and live at the office, then you know, you got to do something about that right away. Right? Yeah, you can't have one, two, and three be all the be same Be the same spot. place. I've been there, right? I, and I was like, uh, you know, we've, we've all been there before. So yeah. no, don't fall into that trap. Yeah, no, don't do that. Let's, let's go to the next segment. Sure. The book of the day. What would, sure. you know, Michael, you're, you, you are well-read, you're out there. What would you recommend for your fellow entrepreneurs? I really like uh, Simon Sinek's uh, Start With Why, his book, Start With Why. I know his, his um, TED Talk got a lot of it, but Start With Why asks you the question, why you're doing what you're doing. And I think many times we get caught up in what I, what I call the success trap, John. That's what I learned early on when I became successfully miserable. And I lost my why. My, way, my why became uncl uh, unclear. So his book, really uh, allows you to get a little more clarity right on your why whether that's uh, in your business in your personal relationships or both and uh, I think it's a great book for every, everyone to consider no matter where they are in their entrepreneurial life or personal and professional life now it's it, clearly we, what we all need to have I mean I always think of from a business standpoint if we can match our passions you know that why with a group that we want to be heroes to. And then I always say the third circle is monetization. We've got to have a business model that's sustainable yeah. for all that. Yeah. Boy, you know, life is just so good and it allows us to build a business to support the quality of life that we want. And yeah. you know, you're a great example of that, Michael. Let me go to the next segment. Sure. And this is the application of the day. Sure. Now, I know you travel a bit because I saw you. you're from the East Coast. You're on the West Coast with yeah. me. I travel yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, we got smartphones. Um, what would be the app that you would recommend? Sure. Um, I'm going to get to that, John. But as I told you, I'm going to challenge your listeners, too, to put these bad boys away. As I, I show all those, those statistics I shared with you earlier, uh, practice putting it away and being a little more present. But the app I do um, use with much success is the iCloud. Uh, you know, I don't. I wirelessly synchronize everything without having to do anything with my email, my contacts, my calendar, my notes, or like an Evernote app across any and every device um, without having to lift a finger. To me, that's been even if I lose the phone or, or my laptop, I can go to any web-based computer, have instant access to everything. So um, it's, if pushed for an app, I really love the iCloud, but I'd also challenge your, your listeners to take a break from that smartphone every now and then too. No, I totally agree. And it's one that uh, it's, it's not easy for all of us as entrepreneurs, but I'm going to echo again the cloud. If you're not, you, know, you should be moving everything to the cloud, no matter what size business you are. I don't care whether yeah. you're doing a million dollars of revenue you know, or a billion dollars of revenue, the, just, you know, getting that off, you know, uh, I mean, the, the cost structure of it, the redundancy, and then you get guys like me, I've dropped an iPad and a uh, 
uh, Microsoft Surface Pro 3. Actually, they got a great service agreement. They ship it to you the next day to awesome. get a new great. one. And it's a non-event because uh, everything's in the cloud and, you know, I just... You know, probably about with a high-speed internet connection in 20 minutes, it's rebuilt itself. So it's, Absolutely. it's, it's unbelievable. Okay, let's go to the next section, which is resources. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Michael, uh, tell, tell us a little bit about you know, uh, your website. Let me pull that up here. Sure. And I've got it up on the screen. If you're watching, obviously, a video podcast, you have it or you know, on YouTube or wherever you are. Uh, if not, you know, always can come back to our uh, AESNation.com to get the show links for everything Michael and I talk about. But Michael, tell us a little bit about you know, your website, what's there, and sure. how you can help them be more successful. Sure, John. So on my website, I, um, I offer several things. Obviously, I, I enjoy speaking to audiences. I have a dynamic keynote where I talk about specifically what we discussed today, how to apply these uh, elegant Aikido principles into your business and personal life. Also on the website is my blog, where I'm blogging about these principles and this concept of what we call mushin, which mushin in Japanese means no mind. And that's that freedom from ego and fear to actually be able to have that clarity, John, to make the right decision at the right time in this hyper-connected, uh, fast-paced society, when, when the outcome is unclear. And, and the pace is fast. So I, I blog about that. People can sign up for my blog. I have a, a book coming out. Um, since I'm going the traditional publishing route, we're hoping for spring of 2016. They can download a sample chapter, read more about uh, the book I have coming out, applying these principles. And then um, I also offer some really unique corporate workshops. And people can find out more about that on, uh, on the website too, whether it's on-site or I, I have a real high-end trip to Japan. I'll be taking a group of high achievers to Japan in August, as a matter of fact. And you know, man, we, we have room. We, you can practice your <laughs> Let me know how your karaoke pipes are from those days in Japan. But... Uh, on the website, they can find all that information and a lot more to find out ab about me and my services and the products that I offer. No, that's great, Michael. And let me do the last segment here. Key takeaways. And yeah, Michael, I, I've got a, a whole bunch of notes. I knew it was going to be a great interview, and, and it really has been. And, and, and this is what I want to encourage everyone. You know, out of each of these interviews, I mean, I, I, I feel so privileged quite honestly, to, you know, have the opportunity to talk with, you know, talented on fellow entrepreneurs like yourself, Michael, who are really out there making a difference. And, you know, these insights are great, but it's all about us taking action. Yeah. And, you know, I want to go over each of the three, you know, being strong can make you weak. Uh, you know, <laughs> we gave a whole bunch of examples. This is that hard charging, you know, type A, we can go all kinds of, uh, you know, type of behaviors that we have as entrepreneurs and, and, you know, clearly do need to have a strong ego and all that. But make sure that your strengths aren't making you weak. If we're going to scale up our businesses, and that's yep. really what we're yep. talking about here, is we've got to have a great team around us. Yep. And we've got to be able to delegate. And you have to be that leader to inspire and not get caught up in some of your strengths. Second, you always have a choice. Michael gave some great examples of this. And, and this is, you know, not making a choice is a choice. And we, if we're going to provide the leadership, 
We have to be deliberate. We have to be successful on purpose. And this is not leaving anything to chance. We're not going to always make the right decisions, but make those incremental. I, I love the ready, fire, aim. You know, be thoughtful, get the resources that you have, the people you have, make the best decision at the time, let the marketplace tell you, do some fine tuning, and then, you know, go with it type. And it, it's just, you know, a pilot, pilot, pilot. And then true victory by harmony. I mean, this sounds fuzzy. Uh, it is not. It's you know, the win at all cost. Uh, I've just seen, I'm in the financial services industry all my life. I've seen so many people blow up in that industry. As a matter of fact, I was just reading an article in the Wall Street Journal uh, today of the number of suicides mm. uh, in financial services. It's one of the highest Ooh. paid uh, yeah, and these young, mostly males, uh, you know, really, you know, probably great college athletes, you know, yeah. driven people, and they lose perspective of all this. So, you know, what I'm going to encourage everyone to do, Michael, as you've done, is, you know, let's make sure, you know, download the transcription, take the show notes, look at all the links, put these into actions. Your clients, your future clients, you know, your shareholders, your partners, your teammates your family and your significant other, they're all counting on you. Don't let them down. We wish you the best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthrough. AESNation.com.